Welcome to the Glow Up Effect podcast. I'm your host, Elizabeth Diana. Here at the Glow Up Effect, we're diving deep into mindset shifts, inspiration, and daily actions to help you thrive in your everyday. Let's get down to business and let's claim your glow up, girl. So welcome everyone to the Glow Up Effect podcast. My son wants to talk to me, so just get it. <laughs> yes, Ilian? I won. You won? Okay, mommy's going to start her meeting now for real. Okay, so if you could stay quiet for a little bit. Uh-huh. Okay, if you have to go to the potty, you can go. And if you win, tell me after, okay? okay so I was the Nets and I won. And okay. I beat the, and I beat the Celtics. Okay, good job. All right. We'll talk about it after, okay? Oh, wait, one more thing. Okay. Yes. Kyrie Irving was the best one. Okay. He, was the, he was the winner. Okay. Okay, baby. I have to do my meeting, okay? I let him, like, play games while I'm recording. <laughs> Sometimes he just doesn't pick up on, like, don't talk to me. I love it. He's so cute. And my boyfriend went to the gym. I'm like, I'm just going to have to send for myself. <laughs> okay, starting for real this time. <laughs> Welcome, everyone, to the Glow Up Effect podcast. Today, I am sitting with Linda of the Plus One podcast. Welcome, Linda. Thank you. We have been kind of, like, trying to get this to happen for quite some time. <laughs> Um, and just like navigating today technical difficulties we're navigating the coronavirus social distancing we are navigating (laughs) crazy schedules so just all of that stuff so thanks again for making time Um, so we're really going to talk today about why you started the plus one podcast you know and all the topics you talk on there in terms of self-love body positivity and dating and all the little stories in between um in your your self-love journey and your journey as um you know, a woman who's embracing her body, her way of being, and um, sharing that message. So I guess we can just start off with just tell us about yourself. You know, who are you? What do you do? Sure. So um, my name is Linda. I am the host and creator of Plus One Podcast. Um, I call it Plus One because I'm a plus size woman looking for the one. So um, basically, um, I talk about self-love, body positivity, um, and then I also talk about dating because I find that my experience dating as a plus size woman is a little bit different than folks that aren't. Um, mm-hmm. So I just like to kind of talk about that experience with others um, and just talk about dating in general because I couldn't, the, the way that you date changes the way based on the way that you love yourself and whether or not you do. So for me, they're kind of all together. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's kind of why I started this whole thing. <laughs> nice. And what called you to do like a podcast versus like a blog or like an Insta page where it's just like, I'm going to do selfies all day or something like that. Like in terms of uh, (laughs) the avenue you chose. I do post selfies all day. I'm not going to pretend like (laughs) I Your pictures are actually great. I'm like, "Um, can you tell me to take your picture? Thank you. Um, I just force my friends to do it and they're really nice to me and they do. (laughs) Your friends are real ones. (laughs) Um, But yeah, I chose podcasting because I feel like um, the way that we speak about things, like I want to give people a platform to talk about their experience as well because Mm -hmm. mine is one, right? I, I have, I live in a marginalized body and that's one experience of self-love and dating and just living in the world, but that's not the only one. Mm-hmm. And I feel like it's easier to uplift people that way where you're actually like giving them their own voice and actually mm-hmm. like putting it on a podcast. Yeah. Um, and I'm just a talker in general. Yeah. I feel <laughs> that too. That's kind of what I feel like podcasting. I feel that. Um, so why don't you just tell us your story kind of about 
self-love like when was there a particular moment where it just clicked for you has this been you know always underlying and you finally decided to put it on a platform kind of telling us about um a particular moment or just like your your story to get be on this journey yeah so um when i was a kid i was a little chubby um but a lot of like what i was being told by people around me was that like i needed to lose weight and that was happening from like basically four or five years old. Mm-hmm. Um, so you can imagine that <laughs> built up some trauma in me. Yeah. But basically I spent my entire childhood and like most of my early adult life um, dieting mm-hmm. and trying to be thin and not really starting my life because I was so afraid of doing so without being thin. Um, so there was just like so many things for me that I was like, okay, like you can have a boyfriend once you're like, once you're thin, you can do these things once you're thin, once you're thin, everything's going to be fine. Once you're thin, everything will work out for you in your life, which obviously is not the case. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, But you know, that's kind of all that I could believe because that's all that I was taught. Um, And of course I never did get quite thin. Uh, (laughs) I, um, you know, I had a lot of disordered eating that I grew Mm -hmm. up with and then in college, um, I kind of really escalated that and I lost a bunch of weight um, in a really unhealthy way. And I was so excited because I was like, wow, I'm finally like getting thinner and men are going to like me and all these things. And that just wasn't, um, that, that wasn't happening. <laughs> yeah. Um, and, you know, not because I wasn't attractive or whatever. It was just like the energy I was putting out into the world. And also like I was told growing up, like, if you lose weight, men will like you. Yeah. And that was the goal for me. It was just like, that's the only thing that sucks is that men don't like me. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, and that wasn't happening. So it was just like, Ew. <laughs> yeah. Um, but after that, I just realized I needed to like really focus on self-love. And there was a lot of, I was like very much ingrained in the Tumblr community that was like thinspo. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, which was like messed up, <laughs> but basically. Yeah. Like I didn't even know that was a thing for a while. Like the whole, like the thigh gap situation. I'm mm-hmm. like, what the fuck is the thigh gap? Like, <laughs> yeah, no, literally. And like, just like posting pictures of thin women and like aspiring mm-hmm. to be them dieting, all that mm. stuff. Like it was like a community of people that were like all disordered eaters. <laughs> um, some with eating disorders, yeah. some with just like trying to, you know, chronically diet and all that stuff. But um, I was like really in that community, <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> which is like how I lost all of my weight originally. Um, but then I like started to discover other parts of Tumblr that were more focused on self-love and body positivity mm-hmm. and some that were still, they were focused on wellness. And I look at it now and I'm like, no, that's still like, it's still disordered in a kind of way, but at least they were not like actually advertising eating disorders. Yeah. So I, I finally got out of that a little bit. Um, and yeah, just like started to focus on self-love and that took a long time. Um, probably like five years until I really can say that I truly love myself. Um, and yeah, that was, that was me with my body. Um, and my question for you in terms of like eating disorder, like, let's be real, like that's all about your relationship with food. Like how have you felt you have developed changing, um, that relationship with like, you know, when you're dieting, you're like, it's all about focusing on why you can't, you can't, you can't, you can't, you can't to now it's like, I'm going to eat the way I want to eat, you know, Mm -hmm. like what has that shift been like for you? Yeah. Um, it like, it's like a really hard reset. Um, especially when you've been doing the same thing your whole life. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, but the thing with like me was that I was like 
cycling between dieting, extreme dieting, and then binging, and then extreme dieting again. But every time you binge, you gain more weight than you lost. So it's just kind mm-hmm. of like, obviously, this doesn't work, right? Yeah. <laughs> um, if the goal is, you know, the United States or whoever wants everybody to be thin, um, dieting is actually not the answer. <laughs> Yeah, it doesn't work. Five uh, percent success rate. Only five percent success. Wow. Um, I can um, cite the stats for that <laughs> necessary, but um, basically, I started following a lot of um, health at every size dietitians on Instagram. Mm. So, health at every size is like a practice that a lot of health professionals are starting to use. So, it focuses on the behaviors and not the weight. Not um, yeah, it's basically not weight based health. <laughs> wow. Um, so, you I'm know, writing but, that down right now. Yeah. So it's oh, basically like, um, changing your behaviors and some of that might result in weight loss, but that's not the goal. The goal is to change those behaviors to be healthier. Yeah. Um, and so a lot of, um, dietitians, they talk about intuitive eating. Mm-hmm. So basically, um, that it, intuitive eating is basically like what your body naturally wants to do. Mm-hmm. But because so many of us have been messed up for so long, our bodies don't do that anymore. <laughs> yeah. Um, so you really have to reset. And it basically is just like, at, at its base, it's like eating whatever you want, whenever you want to. But what it actually does is like, you have to, at first, allow yourself to like actually eat anything you want. Because people yeah. are always like, well, if I, if I let myself eat whatever I want, I'm just going to be eating chips all day. Yeah. And it's like, maybe you will for the first two weeks. Yeah. And that's okay. And then afterwards, you're going to realize that it's not out of reach. Like, you're not so afraid that you're never going to have it again. Yeah. And so it really works. I was saying to my friend the other day, we were, like, looking for snacks at work. We went to the convenience store. And, like, I've always been, like, a salty person. And I've always Mm -hmm. been, like, a salty snack girl. And I was just, like, looking at all these chips. And I was, like, I just don't want one. I don't want a bag of chips right now. Like, I'm hungry, but, like, that's not really what I'm craving. And like, I stepped aside and I was like, wait a minute, like intuitive eating really works because it's been like a year and a half of me on this journey and I don't even want chips right now. Yeah. Like your typical go-to is not it yeah. right now. So um, what did you end up getting? Um, what did I end up getting? Uh, I don't remember. I was like, well, what did you get? Okay. Honestly, I was like, I want like... I, I think that I need chips, but I don't really want them right now. I end up getting um, Swedish fish, actually. Yeah. I'm like a sweet girl. Like, I love sweets. Yeah. I have, I've always been more of a salty person. So, like, as a chronic dieter growing up, that was always good. Because if there was yeah. dessert, I just, like, I wasn't really craving it. Yeah. Not interested. Perfect. <laughs> but, like, obviously that didn't work for me anyway. Yeah. So it's all bullshit. <laughs> yeah. On your page, you talk a lot about how um, self-love isn't a goal, but like it's a mindset, mm-hmm. right? So can you, for the listeners, share a little bit about, and I think intuitive eating was a great segue into that, but yeah. kind of how the they distinguish from each other. Like a goal is like, if I'm always thin, but a mindset is like this whole other, like way deeper rooted situation. Yeah. Like what your experience has been with that. Yeah. Well, when I talk to people about self-love, a lot of times um, people are like, well, it's a journey. Like you're never actually finished. Mm -hmm. There's no like destination of like, okay, fine. Like it's over. (laughs) I never have to think about this again. Yeah. Because like society is giving us messages all the time. The media, people around you, like a lot of us are still really ingrained in diet culture. Um, so 
it's it's not like there's no there's no finish line basically Mm -hmm. um so that's why I say it's a mindset because it's something that you have to constantly work on um and like it takes a lot of unlearning like I don't think any of us are really immune to the messaging that we've been taught there are so few people that I've met that actually are like huh I never think about my body Mm -hmm. (laughs) and I'm like wow like I'm so happy for you but like that is so rare um so for sure it's just like you have to constantly unlearn the things that are in your head that are ingrained right that thin is more beautiful that you know my thighs have to look this way that I'm only going to be attractive of this blah blah blah. like that's the kind of stuff that like you just constantly have to like stop yourself and be like nope we don't think that anymore like Mm -hmm. this is actually how we think about this now (laughs) yeah um and it's not easy and it takes a long time um but some of the things that I tell people to do is or what it's worked for me is like following um, a lot of people on Instagram that um, look like me and are bigger than mm-hmm. me and are different from me and seeing mm-hmm. those bodies as beautiful yeah. can really help reinforce in your own head that you are also beautiful. Because if I'm mm-hmm. looking at a plus size model on Instagram that looks gorgeous, it's a beautiful shot and her body is just like mine, you know, mm-hmm. she has the same dimple in her stomach that I do. Yeah. It's so much easier to take that and say, okay, when I look in the mirror and I see that same exact body, like it's also beautiful. Yeah. And all the people commenting think it's beautiful too. So like, let's not pretend like we don't need external reinforcers. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, so that's what's helped for me um, to, to kind of get here. But like I said, it's, it's a yeah. long journey. And I like that because it's like something, for example, we we spend so much time like like scrolling and scrolling and scrolling so it's like the the information your brain's ingesting is just helping you to be more um in tune with that um that journey um and i like that you said external reinforcers because it's like while you're soaking it in you're like oh she looks really pretty that means i'm pretty like other people are cheering that post on too or they're mm-hmm. commenting their thoughts so it's really like almost um branching out your you know tentacles if you will to like have all the positive um absorbing into your your yeah. mindset so I really like that and I'm, I'm laughing at myself for saying tentacles but I like <laughs> your your outreach um but I wanted to ask you what advice would you give to women who are struggling to be positive about their body yeah um I think that's the first thing is like if you're someone who looks at social media all the time change your feed like unfollow the things that make me feel bad like if it makes you feel bad to look at like Kylie Jenner's modified body then you have mm-hmm. to unfollow her <laughs> yeah no, no, Kylie. yeah no hate to you know Kardashians in general but just like they are part of a system that's going to keep altering their bodies because they can and they want to and like yeah they're never going to feel quite happy <laughs> um so like don't use that as like that's what's beautiful and I need to look at that um if that's not going to be helpful for you you know um so that's like step number one I think step number two is recognizing when you have negative thoughts about yourself um Mm -hmm. and learning how to stop them in the process um which is easier said than done but like just notice you know if you look in the mirror and you're like wow like I'm so ugly in this yeah just stop yourself and like literally say it no I'm beautiful and even if you don't believe it it sounds stupid just say it, say it out loud, (laughs) say it in your head, whatever you need to do, like positive affirmations. Mm -hmm. A lot of, a lot of people shy away from that and they're like, I don't think that works. I don't like that. But I think for a lot of people, like really can work and, you know, fake it till you make it. Yeah. Once you start saying things enough, 
they start to become true. Yeah. Um, you know, like if you think about something like if you're lying about something for a really long time, you just start to believe it. Yeah. <laughs> so it's like if you're if you lying to yourself, you're tricking yourself into tricking yourself. Yeah. It, yeah. Then you'll just start to believe it. Um, hopefully, uh, you know, I that's something that's definitely worked for me. Is just like mm-hmm. literally like looking in the mirror and like feeling like shit, but saying that you look beautiful and moving on with your day anyway. Yeah. I like that. Yeah. And positive affirmations. I actually just did a post on this. Like you have to put it out there and like, like say it to yourself repeatedly, um, write it places you can see. Um, mm-hmm. so that's why some people are like actually into like the chronic, like sticky notes everywhere with positive things. Cause it's like, it needs to be a constant ingrained thing. Yeah. So, um, that's so very true. I haven't gotten to the post-it note place yet in my life, but I mean, <laughs> there, I'm, I'm like post-it sticky note obsessed. Yeah. They're like at my work desk. <laughs> I have like a, a thing I got in one of the subscription boxes I have. I'm a subscription box hoe. Um, uh-huh. <laughs> um, and it was like, um, you look beautiful, pass it on. Yeah. And I just like have it in my mirror and like in the mirror that I do my makeup on and stuff. Yeah. Um, just, just remind yourself. I like that. Yeah. Um, and I wanted to ask you, were there any like practices or resources that you use to stay self on track, like keep yourself on track in this self-love journey? I know you said health at every size was mm-hmm. like, major for you, but um, in terms of any, if anyone's listening and is like, Linda is killing it right now, <laughs> like Linda, like what journey, what, you know, journaling or xyz fill in the blank so enlighten us (laughs) i spend a lot of time on social media i am a millennial that thinks social media is great and Mm -hmm. i will fight for it i think it connects us i think it gives us resources that we never had the option to have before yeah um so i'm someone who spends a lot of time there and so that's like the thing that i focus on is changing my feed and Mm -hmm. um there are a lot of resources out there there are a lot of certified people i think sometimes on instagram you you can find some like wellness Instagrams that like mm-hmm. are just talking out of their ass. Like they don't have any certifications. They don't have any education. They're just saying stuff that they think is true. Yeah, um, so definitely true. like being mindful of that. But um, a lot of dietitians, a lot of body positive activists, authors, researchers, um, those are the types of people that I try to follow. Um, and like those are part of my affirmations throughout the day is reading that stuff and seeing it on my stories and all that. Um, so I try to repost that for my folks as well. Um, but I think like for me, so much of hating my body was feeling like you don't look good in clothes and that you can't wear a certain clothes and that men will never like me. (laughs) Mm -hmm. And as a straight woman, who's very, um, like who fantasizes about romance a lot, (laughs) Mm -hmm. that was like the most heartbreaking thing for me growing up. Um, so like what I, did was just like put myself out on dating apps um Mm -hmm. and that was like in 2015 so like five years ago Mm -hmm. um actually like five years ago this week was when I went on my first date (laughs) well Um, you actually are like the part like I'd like are you in my brain because my next question was gonna be like (laughs) your show outside of all this like awesome body positivity self-love like we're talking about the real shit about dating so I want to ask you, like, yeah. what has that been like for you? Yeah, yeah. Um, and, you know, your experience, your thoughts, and, like, any fun anecdotes, because I'm a kind of person, like, I love to hear about the dates. Like, like he said what? He did what? <laughs> yeah. Um, I have a lot of those. But, um, 
Yeah, basically what I was saying before was like men will never like me and I don't look good in clothes. So the I don't look mm-hmm. good in clothes part is like the Instagram thing is like where I yeah. just post pictures of myself in bikinis and and crop tops and in clothes that I never thought I was allowed to wear. Yeah. Um and it you know, I try to be that person for other people. Like I said, I like to fill my feet with people who love themselves who look like me. Mm-hmm. Um so like I post that so other people can see, you know, hey, that fat girl really likes herself. I'm going to start liking myself too. I can wear a bikini because Linda wore a bikini, you know? Um, And I think that that's really powerful. So that's that part for me is like the, the feeling good in clothes Mm -hmm. because like I said, affirmation, like affirmations from like external people, um, they still matter to us. Like we can't pretend like the, the, the self love that you give yourself is the only thing that affects you. It just doesn't. So like, you know, posting a picture and getting a lot of likes on it and comments from my favorite people and people that I love and strangers that think I'm beautiful, like that affects me. Um, so I think that's something that I try to do in that way. And then we'll talk about dating. <laughs> um, just like, so when I started dating five years ago, um, I, it was just like, literally like, okay, men, I've always been told that men don't like me. So I need to figure out like if that's really true and like, are there men out there that could? Um, and so that's when I started app dating and realized that like, yes, there are men out there actually that find me attractive. Um, even in this disgusting body that society tells me I have. Basically, I was just told like dating and men, they're never going to like you. So I needed to like find out for myself and I went on dating apps and I was like, okay, actually like there are men that are attracted to me. Like, this is brand new information <laughs> I did mm-hmm. not know before. So um, that was good. But at the same time, like, I still was in the process of, like, starting to love myself. So even while I was beginning to date, like, I was still, um, you know, still kind of accepting, like, trash behavior from men and, like, yeah. um, just learning, like, what, you know, what a fuckboy is <laughs> and, like, mm-hmm. what, um, you know, what red flags to look out for and stuff like that. And I just felt like I was starting like as if I was like 16 and starting to date like that's kind of how I felt but I was 21 (laughs) yeah Um, of just like okay or no I was 22 and Mm -hmm. um just starting to like figure out like what um how to navigate all of that but you know five years later I can definitely say that I fully love myself Mm -hmm. um and then I don't accept behavior from trash men (laughs) yes which is great fuck boy free zone (laughs) yes um And so, yeah. Um, But the thing that I do experience a lot with dating is um, because of my body, um, like I have a big body, I have giant boobs. Mm -hmm. Um, I just end up being like fetishized quite a bit. Um, Mm -hmm. So like it could just be like on a dating app, like the first message I get from someone is something gross about my boobs or something gross about I love curvy bodies. I'm like, good for you. Like I didn't ask. (laughs) yeah <laughs> like that's such a weird thing to say to someone before you even meet them to comment mm-hmm. on their bodies it's like first thing you say to somebody yeah. um so sometimes I call out men sometimes I don't sometimes it doesn't match but like it is just like something I deal with on a constant basis um and then the fetishization can also follow into like hookup culture because like I'm someone that um really wants a partner like I really want a romantic love of my life (laughs) yeah but at the same time like I am really sexual so I like to participate in hookup culture while I'm looking for the one 
Mm-hmm. Um, and so like that puts me in an area of like, sometimes there are men that just like, they want to hook up with someone who has a body like mine, mm-hmm. but they would never really date me because yeah. they would never really date a fat person. So it's like, yeah. I get some of that, um, which is like, it's easier to navigate once you have been doing it for a while, but it is just kind of yeah. like a shitty part of fat phobia that comes with mm-hmm. dating. Um, mm-hmm. and then there's also like the other side of the spectrum where there are men that are like, fetishizing fat women um mm-hmm. and are like really obsessed with like your giant stomach and like yeah eating bed and stuff like that yeah um and I haven't necessarily had that so blatantly but I know that it's out there um so it's something mm-hmm. I'm mindful of um as, as a fat woman I have to like battle between like what are you just attracted to me and like you're just attracted to fat women or are you attracted to me because it's, it's a fetish for you or are you attracted to me, but you're still ashamed of being with me? It's like, mm-hmm. it's something that like that has to be the case because like then people don't have to worry about that. Like they're the default. Right. Um, mm-hmm. So it's just kind of like, that's just kind of my experience with dating personally. Yeah. I was going to say, it's kind of been like you having to navigate and like, draw, like, not even draw the lines, like sense the lines that they are going to draw onto your relationship while you're interacting. So whether it's like via the keyboard or via in person, um, really getting a feel for it, which it sounds like you have a really great feel. And it takes time though. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Yeah. Thank you for sharing that. Um, I wanted to ask you a little bit, if you could dive into it real quick um, about fat phobia. and how you feel that that impacts the way that people interact with you or with other people. Mm-hmm. Um, I think like so much of our culture is ingrained in fat phobia and like mm-hmm. um, everybody's just so afraid of being fat <laughs> mm-hmm. and like fat phobia as a term, right? Like it's not just afraid of fat, right? Like you're, you're yeah. discriminating against fat people and mm-hmm. you're abusive towards fat people. But um like in the actual name, fat phobia, like you literally are afraid of being fat. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, as yeah, I had never heard about that. And I was like, that is so accurate. Yeah. And so, I mean, like that's like diet culture is so ingrained in us, like people just making jokes about wanting to be thin. I was in a plus size store um, a few months ago and um, this woman comes up to me. It's a plus size store, like only plus size clothes. Mm-hmm. And a woman walks up to me while I'm looking at the underwear and she was like, let me know if I can help you with anything. The only thing I can't do is surgery. And I was like, yeah. <laughs> what? Yeah. It took me like a second to be like, what does she mean by that? Like, what the yeah. fuck? Surgery. I instantly thought like Spanx because Spanx will like pick you up a little or whatever. Well, that, or, like... But that's what she's saying is like, <laughs> I can do any, I can help you with anything with these underwear, but I can't make your butt smaller. Yeah. And I was like, well, why would I need to make my butt smaller when my size is right here? yeah like oh my goodness I I just like but and this is a plus-size woman working in a Mm plus-size store but that is how ingrained like the fat phobia is that you're like I'm Mm -hmm. literally gonna like sell underwear to this woman by joking with her about how she needs to have surgery to make her ass smaller yeah (laughs) like what what are you saying yeah these are this is um something she's doing probably all the time right it's her job yeah. And, um, just like, you know, office culture, right. Someone brings in donuts. Everybody's mad at mm-hmm. the person that's bring that brought in donuts. Oh, I was doing mm-hmm. so well today. Like, how could you, now I have to eat these donuts because they're here. It's like, Oh my God, why do we have to have that conversation? Like, just thank the person mm-hmm. who decided to bring in a treat 
yeah. <laughs> eat the damn donut and shut up. Yeah. <laughs> but like, that's just how we are. Like, you know, if somebody loses weight, you feel the need to comment on it. And what did you do to get there? Like, how can I do that? Blah, blah, blah. Like, it's just everywhere. Um, so like, it's no surprise that people can judge fat people just based on the way that they look. Um, mm-hmm. There are some stats out there that like fat people aren't as likely to get jobs from an interview as some people. I mean, fat people are viewed as lazy, right? That we, you know, mm-hmm. we don't take care of ourselves and that's why we're, we are the way that we are, which is not true, but that's just like, those are the stigmas that come with living in a fat body. Mm-hmm. Um, and like, I, I can notice pretty much right away when someone is like, not really giving me the same attention as someone else in a group. Mm-hmm. And I can tell usually it's because I'm fat. Mm-hmm. Um, because I'm very outgoing and forward person in general. Mm-hmm. So like, I don't know, sometimes I, and it's not always the case, but sometimes when people are standoffish around me and not other people I'm with, I am like, you, you mm-hmm. hate me because I'm fat. Like you're just yeah. doing that. Wow, you're and- so in tune. <laughs> <laughs> with I mean, the energies but in you the have to be like yeah. it's the same thing as like any um it's not the exact same thing but it's like any kind of marginalized person like you you're mm-hmm. in tune with it right like mm-hmm. if you're a black person you notice how white people react around you mm-hmm. um if you're you know a, a gay couple you notice how people are when they see you holding hands like these are just mm-hmm. the things that come with being in a body that's not like mainstream mm-hmm. not socially accepted so mm-hmm like you just notice and like you get used to it and like you just have to believe people when they tell you that like I'm noticing some stigma coming from this person Mm -hmm. um yeah but it's you know I have been lucky because I'm very outspoken um Mm -hmm. and I'm you know I'm not really afraid to be in spaces that some people are um I'm not afraid to go to a dance class I grew up as a dancer I'm not afraid to be in a workout space but there are a lot of people Mm -hmm. that get like really nervous about stuff like Intimidated, that yeah. and like harassed and in general mm-hmm. it's like you know I was lucky I wasn't really bullied that much in high school but like mm-hmm. there are a lot of people that experience that and you just you become in tune with it and you you pick the people to stay in your life that you know mm-hmm. are good people um yeah. I, I used to joke with my friend that um I wouldn't be a good person if I wasn't fat <laughs> Mm-hmm. <laughs> because I don't actually think that's true but like mm-hmm. I I just became really in tune with like the way that people are treated because of that um yeah and just like constantly you know growing up hating yourself it like it gives you a different perspective mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. um yeah anyway <laughs> that's not phobia well thank you so much for sharing that <laughs> I love that and I really think um your platform you're in the right space and you're really gonna um impact a lot of lives as you keep growing your platform um lastly I want to ask you uh what is your favorite way to love yourself outside of the affirmations which you kind of touched about um and if you had a glow-up tip for the listeners today yeah um my favorite way to love myself I think for me it's just my self-care I'm an extrovert like I like to be around mm-hmm. people all the time so this whole like social isolation thing is going to get to me oh, um, serious. <laughs> but um for me, it's just like being around the people that I love um, mm-hmm. and making space for those people and like, you know, keeping people out that I know that aren't, you know, giving the positive energy towards me that I want to mm-hmm. keep with myself. Um, I think that's easier said than done for sure. But um, just trying to, you know, surround myself with like-minded people 
that, you know, are ready to fight phobia with me, um, Mm -hmm. that like really, you know, believe my experience and understand my experience, um, and are just like basically allies in general, Mm -hmm. um, is what I do for myself there. Um, your glow up tip? My glow up tip, I think would just be to believe that you can love yourself and work Mm -hmm. towards that. Um, because I think some people are like, that's really nice that that fat girl loves herself. Um, but that, that's not going to be the case for me because of A, B, and C, or like, I could never love myself because of whatever. And you need to believe that you can, you need to believe that you should, (laughs) um, and that it's possible for you. Um, and then, you know, try to follow some tips that I've mentioned earlier, um, into, Mm -hmm. you know, making that a reality for yourself. And also, and also go to therapy if you can, if, you, if it's accessible yeah. to you. Yeah. Love it. <laughs> love, love, love it. Okay. And my last question was, you know, now I'm laughing a little bit because right now with coronavirus, <laughs> events are getting canceled, things are getting canceled. Yeah. And I know that um, Plus One Pod loves to host things and collaborate, but in future scope, you know, where do you see, you know, yourself doing um, with Plus One Podcast for the rest of the year? Um, and where can the listeners find you online? Yeah, so you can visit plusonepod.com um, for updates, um, links to various platforms. My podcast is available everywhere. Apple, Spotify, Google Play, Stitcher, you name it. Um, so I have all those links on my website. Um, and I will continue to be releasing episodes for season two. Um, as scheduled now that we have these (laughs) virtual platforms. Mm -hmm. Um, So excited to keep doing that. Um, In terms of events, we do have some events that have been postponed that were coming up. So, um, you know, just follow me on Instagram at Lindusiki. It's L-I-N-D-U-S-I-K-I and at plus one pod. I'll be posting stuff on there. I'm constantly posting. If you need some more body positive um, stuff in your feed, please follow me. Uh, And I will direct you to the right people as well. Awesome. Well, thanks so much for joining me again. Um, stay well. You too. Stay thanks so much for having me. in this um, <laughs> social isolation I'm lucky space. that I live with friends. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for tuning in to another episode of the Glow Up Effect podcast. If you haven't already, please be sure to subscribe and leave a review. If you love this episode, please share with your friends and family and tell them to check out the Glow Up Effect. Lastly, if you don't already, please check me out on Instagram at the Glow Up Effect.